Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Captain Holbrook wore a grim expression as he rode at top speed across the open country. He had ridden from the army post at Decatur. His destination was the office of Joe Kemp, the agent in charge of Indian affairs. The captain's face was tight with anger as he dismounted and strode to the office. What the... Kemp! That's Captain Holbrook. I didn't expect you to be back here so soon. Surprise you, Kemp. You lying skunk. Hey, let go of me. What's the matter? You know what's the matter? Sit down there. Ah, look here, Captain Holbrook. Kemp, you... you reported that the beef for Lame Bear's village had been stolen. It was true. It was stolen. Yes, it was stolen by you. That's not so. That herd was seen when driven into the hill. Shorty Fagan was seen with it. Shorty Fagan works for you. He does not. He's your sidekick. You brought him with you when you came here to take charge of the Indian agency. Now, calm down and listen to me, Captain Holbrook. Fagan doesn't work for me anymore. Caught him stealing from me and I fired him. That was over a month ago. Save your breath, Kemp. I don't believe a word you say. 
I listened to you when you told me that Madigan's trail herd had been stampeded on the way to Lame Bear. I went to Lame Bear and tried to explain the beef rations would be held up for a while. I gave him my word there'd be more beef in a short time. Yeah, yeah, I know all about that, You Captain. also know the Indians are liable to rise up if we break our word to them. We promised them beef. Sure. Lame Bear said he could keep his people quiet for a short time. We got another shipment of beef together. We sent it out. That, too, was stolen. I sure feel bad about that, Captain Holbrook. Those redskins will figure you broke your word to them. They'll rise up on the warpath. I know what that'll mean. You knew what it would mean when you engineered the theft of that beef. You keep accusing because me. Because you and Shorty Fagan are working hand in glove. I tell you or not. It's my responsibility to keep the treaty with Lame Bear. Part of that treaty calls for a steady supply of beef. The Indians haven't had their beef. The treaty's been broken. There'll be an uprising and I'll be blamed. My only defense will be that I trusted you. You, you lying double-crossing... Holbrook, you seem mighty sure of your facts. Maybe you got some proof that I'm back of the cattle, Steve. Oh, so now you're changing your tactics. You no longer deny your guilt. You demand that I show proof of it. Yeah, Holbrook, that's right. You show proof. Well, I can't show proof. But I'll deal with you. I'll handle the matter personally. You hadn't better try it. No. What? Pulling a gun, huh? Gonna shoot me and get into even deeper trouble? You shouldn't get so hot-headed, Holbrook. You'll find yourself decorating the end of a rope. At least I'll have the satisfaction of knowing that you've paid with your life for ruining me. Oh, wait. You really mean to shoot? Don't do it, Captain. Don't shoot me, please. Why, you sniveling coyote. Drop it, Captain. Huh? What? Oh, with a mask. Never mind dropping the gun. I'll take it. You're not going to shoot anyone. So you're a friend of this cow-stealing two-faced crook. Come with me. Camp, if I needed confirmation that you were a crook, this would be it. A masked man is a bodyguard. I don't even know the gent. Come on, Captain. Now let go of me. This way, please. Oh, my arm. Then walk to your horse. But for you, Kemp, one word of this and I'll deal with you personally. What's the meaning of this? Who are you? Why are you masked? Where are you taking me? To a camp in the woods where you can cool off and calm down. I'll mount your horse and ride where I say. Remember, you'll be more comfortable if you give me no cause to tie you. Why, you... Of all the high-handed... Well? All right. I'll do as you say. Head east. Get up there. Come on. One, two. An hour later in the Lone Ranger's secret camp, the army man had calmed down. The kindly and understanding manner of the masked man was reassuring. The captain was reasonable enough to admit that his raging anger had nearly made him a murderer. Oh, I was a fool. I'm willing to admit that. Have I convinced you that I'm no friend of Joe Kemp? Yes, you have. That lying crook. Oh, he's smart. He always has the right answer. <laughs> I don't start all over again. That temper of yours has a hair trigger. Yes, I know. I agree with your appraisal of Joe Kemp. He's a crook. He deserves hanging. But look at it this way, Captain. He's not good enough for you to shoot. You'd hang for it. The army would have to sacrifice your life to take his. That's not a good bargain. But the law. A law. Can't you tell the law that Kemp stole Lame Bear's beef without proof? You have none? No. Trapper told me that he saw Shorty Fagan moving away with the stolen herd. You refer to the second herd that was stolen? Yes. Shorty has always been Kemp's friend. Kemp claims they broke up. Well, I know that's not true. Still as thick as flies on a dead mule. Well, now you talk. Huh? I've shown my hand. Show yours. 
Who are you, and how did you happen to come to the Office of Indian Affairs? I have an Indian friend named Tonto. Lame Bear is his friend. Oh? Because of that, I'm interested in seeing the Indians kept contented. There'll be no uprising. Then you did know something about the loss of the beef. Yes, Tonto and I have learned quite a bit about it. Well, now what? What do you mean, Captain? You brought me here at the point of a gun. Suppose I were to get to my feet, walk to my horse, mount, and ride away. What would you do? Shoot me? <laughs> of course not. What would you do? Nothing. You mean I'm free to go? Whenever you wish. Here's your gun. Now, let me ask you one question. How badly do you want to prove that Kemp had a hand in stealing the cattle? I'd give anything to do that. Would you go to Kemp's office and apologize for the way you acted? What? Apologize to that greasy-faced, double-twisted... Apologize for accusing him of having a hand in the theft? But that's a... What good would that do? It helped me develop a plan. I don't guarantee that my plan will work, but I think it's worth trying. It'll take a mighty good plan to make me swallow my pride and apologize to Kemp. Suppose you give me some details. Very well, Captain, I'll do that. I'll tell you my plan and see if you like it. You start by going to camp with an apology. Captain Holbrook listened with interest to the masked man's plan. Several times he nodded approval. Finally, he agreed to cooperate, then left to return to the army post. The following day, a rancher named Madigan came into Kemp's office. It was Madigan who supplied the army with beef. Sit down, Madigan. I've been waiting for you. What's the trouble, Kemp? Some trapper saw the herd on the move before it reached the hideout. He recognized Shorty Fagan and told Captain Holbrook. Yeah? Holbrook know you and Shorty were pals? Of course. He came here blazing mad. He figured Lame Bear will think he lied about delivering more cattle. He thinks the Indians will rear up. He was going to shoot me. Holbrook was? Yeah. You know what a temper he's got? Uh. A masked man butted in and took Holbrook away. That's all that saved my neck. Who was the masked man? I don't know. The point is, we got to be mighty careful. Shorty can't be seen around here anymore. That's all right. We can use him at the other end. I sent one of the boys to tell him to stay there. Yeah. Uh. When will the cattle be sold? Boys had a buyer ready and waiting with cash in hand. You take delivery right away and no questions asked. We should be splitting the profits in a week or so. Mm. All right. After that, we lie low. Lie low? What for? We'd better let some cattle go through to Lame Bear's people so there won't be an uprising. Ah, turning yellow. Hmm? I'm talking good sense. Let things cool off before we steal any more cattle. There's no risk if we keep our heads. The Army's got to buy more cattle from me and get it to Lane Bear in a hurry. That'll be another good haul for us. It's too good to pass up. But Madigan, I... Wait, wait, wait. Look through the window. His nibs is coming. What? Holbrook. Yeah. He, he's coming back to finish what he started Take yesterday. Take it easy, Kemp. He, he'll shoot. With me sitting here? Hardly. Now relax, Kemp. Howdy, Captain Holbrook. Hello, Madigan. Now, see here, Captain Holbrook, you'd better not try... Kemp, I've... Come to offer an apology. How? What's that? I'm sorry I lost my head yesterday. I'm glad that masked man took me away before I did something I would have regretted. Wow. I may have been mistaken about you. Trust my apologies accepted? Uh, yes, Captain Holbrook. No hard feelings. Kemp told me about yesterday, Captain Holbrook. 
What happened to change your mind about suspecting it? Well, certain information has come into my possession. If it's correct, it'll mean that Scar Liggett is working in this territory. Scar Liggett? You don't say. That crook, huh? Listen, how does he stay out of jail? Well, luck, I suppose. Madigan, you were with the herd when the rustlers moved in and stampeded it. Did you get a good look at any of the thieves? I didn't think about Liggett being in these parts. But now that you mention it, there was a big husky gent with a black beard. That's the way Liggett has been described. And it must have been his gang. I'll bet it was. Yes, sirree, that's the answer. Kemp, I assume I may call on you for help if needed to capture Scar. What? You want me to help? When you've got the army? I might have to call on you for tasks that couldn't be handled by an army man. I'll let you know if I locate Scar's hideout. Oh, sure thing, yeah. Just call on me if I can help. Call on me any old time. Well, thank you. Good day. Good day, Madigan. Goodbye, Captain. a good one. Liggett gets the blade. Yeah. And you thought we'd be taking too much risk if we didn't lie low. I told you, Kemp, we have nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and Toto had ridden north toward Lame Bear's village. They went to the place where the cattle had been stampeded and studied the ground. They saw where the drive had been proceeding normally, then where the cattle had suddenly broken into a mad run. They examined the ground on each side of the trail and then reached a conclusion. Otto, there's no sign of any horsemen moving in on the drive. The stampede was started by the same men who had been driving the cattle. And them men who worked for Madigan. Yes, Madigan's own cowhands stampeded the herd. If them want to steal cattle, why not just keep up drive? I suppose they wanted the tracks to look right to back up their story. But this time, the herd's well hidden somewhere beyond that range of hills. Tracks hard to follow in Rocky Hills. Yes, it would be slow work to follow that trail. We can't take the time now. We have things to do here. That's right. Toto, hear that? Ah, and that war drum. Lame Bear is getting ready to make trouble. Mm, that's plenty bad. Toto, an uprising would mean a new war. Soldiers as well as Lame Bear's people would be killed. All that the treaty has accomplished would be lost. Lame Bear plenty angry. Him think soldier break agreement when beef not delivered. Lame Bear knows and trusts you, Toto. Ride to his village and persuade him to wait one week before he starts a war. I'll head south. I'm to meet Captain Holbrook tonight. Then I'll have a talk with Madigan. Uh, he meets you later. Yes, he's just telling me. Come on. In our camp... To the office of the Indian agent. Get going, Toto. Get him up, Scar and Silver! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue our story. It was after dark when the Lone Ranger reached his camp after leaving Toto, who was to call on Lame Bear in the hope of postponing an uprising. A few minutes later, Captain Holbrook rode in and dismounted. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you're right on time, Captain. I told you yesterday I'd be here. We heard Lame Bear's war drums at the fort. Means just what I feared. An uprising. Oh, perhaps not. Tunnel's going to talk to Lame Bear. He may be able to postpone the trouble long enough to give our plan a chance to work. Have you discovered anything new? Oh, I've confirmed a few suspicions. I'm sure Madigan is involved in the rustling. If we could just get proof of that. Uh, you called on Kemp? Yes, just as I promised. Oh. I've let him think Scar Leggett has suspected the cattle stealing. That's what you wanted me to do. Yes, that's right. Now we must decide on some place that we'll call the hideout of the Leggett gang. Where's it to be? You know where Stony River makes a bend just this side of the big woods? Yes, yes. It's about ten miles from here. Just across the river at that point, there's an old cabin. It's been empty for years. Beaver Trapper built it and left it. I see. It's concealed by the trees. You have to know it's there to find it. It's just the sort of place an outlaw would choose for a hideout. The plans remain just as you outlined them yesterday. Yes, there's no change. When shall I speak to Kemp about that hideout? I, uh, want to ride to Madigan's ranch and see Madigan before you talk to Kemp. Oh, uh... Give me two hours. Two hours it shall be. You remember what you did tell Kemp? Every word of it. Good enough. Steady. Easy, big fella. See you again, Captain. Adios. Adios. Montsilver! It was a calm, warm night. The sort of night that made men want to sit out of doors with their pipes and talk. Madigan was sitting on the steps of his house with one of his men. Jake, we can't work with Kemp much longer. He's too yellow. Yellow? Too easily scared. If he's ever pressed, he'll squeal his head off. And we'll all be behind bars. Just say the word, boss. That's all you gotta do. Now, quiet. Someone's coming this way. Yeah, sure enough. There he is, riding a white horse. At least it looks white in the moonlight. Could be gray. Yeah. You expecting anyone? No. It's a fast-moving horse, Jake. Good horse. Oh, no, oh, oh. Awesome. That man's wearing a mask. Hey, who are you? What's the idea of the mask? Easy, big fella. Forget the mask and put away the gun. I came to tell you something, Madigan. You'd better listen. This gun's keeping you covered. <laughs> I'm very worried about it. Madigan, do you want my information? Start talking. You're expecting some cash, aren't you? Am I? I think Fagan's bringing it. Well, there's been trouble. Something sure he didn't count on. Maybe I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you do. Keep talking. Shorty will have to hide out. You'd better get to an old cabin near the bend in Stony River. I know that place, boss. It's an old trap. Shut up. That... Who are you, stranger? And why are you bringing me this information? Did you meet someone called Fagan? Ask him about me. He'll tell you I stepped in when Holbrook was going to shoot him. That's right, boss. I you said, said you... Shut up, Jake. Is Fagan at that cabin now? No. Get going and you'll get there ahead of him. Mister, I haven't said I know what you're talking about. You have the information, steady. Do what you want about now, it. Wait a minute. Montsilver! He's not waiting for nothing. How do you figure him, boss? There must be someone that Shorty picked up to help haze the cattle through the hills. Maybe. What are you going to do about it? Going to get started right away. If Shorty's got that cash, I aim to get my hands on it. It could be a trick, boss. Maybe a trick to see if you're working with Shorty. The fact that I want to see him won't prove I'm working with him. Shouldn't I be interested in finding the men who stole the cattle? You get two fast horses saddled. We're making tracks toward that cabin. 
At the Indian Agency, a little later, Joe Kemp was keenly interested in the things Captain Holbrook had to say. Captain Holbrook, are you sure Scarlegged is at that old trapper's cabin near the abandoned Stony River? Kemp, if you don't want to make the capture, I'll... I just wondered if you were sure your facts. Take them for what they're worth, Kemp. I thought you'd be glad to help me. Sure thing. I suppose there's a reward for the capture, Scarlegged. Probably. Why'd you come to me? Yeah, the soldiers at the post? You heard war drums, didn't you? Yeah. The men in the post must be held in readiness for an outbreak of trouble. If Lame Bear moves, he'll attack the fort. That's so. I'll get some men to help me capture those crooks at the cabin. How about Madigan? He and his men will help. Uh, his place is too far from here. Besides, he'd want a big share of the reward. I know some fellas I can get right around here. Well, get plenty of them and get going. Right away, Captain Holbrook, right away. Hey, Jim, Pete, Sam, get guns and horses. We're going after a fat reward. Madigan and Jake believed that Shorty Fagan was on his way to the cabin in the woods. They hadn't noticed that the masked man had avoided any direct statement of fact. They went to the old trapper's shack and found it dark. They went inside and waited in the darkness. Half an hour went by, then an hour... Madigan was restless. Why doesn't Shorty get here? What's keeping him? The masked man didn't say when he was coming. We might have to wait all night for him, boss. Uh, maybe Shorty was hurt. Hey, I hope he wasn't captured with all our money on him. Hey, Jake, look out there. I think someone's coming this way. Can't see very clear through the trees. Yeah, there is someone. Two, three, four men. Yeah, is one of them Shorty? I, I can't make out. Kemp and his companions had reached the woods. They weren't sure anyone was in the cabin 50 yards away. I'll find out soon enough. I'll fire at that window. Be ready for action if Scarlet gets there. They're all ready, sir. Here goes. Madigan and Jake were close to the window. They saw the flash of a rifle. Hey, that can't be Shorty. Get down low. Who'd be firing on us, boss? I don't know, and I don't like it. I'll show them. Boss, did you hear that? I heard it, and I see one of them near that tree yonder. Hey, I know that voice. It's Kemp. Double-crossing skunk. I'll show him. Now I, Sammy, boss. That masked man is Kemp's pal. Kemp sent him to you with a story that'd bring you here where he could kill you. He didn't dare move against you at the ranch where there'd be other men around. He wants to get rid of me. I knew he was yellow. Kemp had brought three men with him, none of whom suspected that he was involved in the cattle stealing. These three, as well as Kemp, turned toward the sound of approaching horses. There's Captain Holbrook. Had some soldiers. Another man's mask. He's the one I told you boys about. The Lone Ranger, Captain Holbrook, and three army men rode up and dismounted near Kemp and his companions. Captain Holbrook. Are the cattle thieves inside the cabin? We got them holed up in there. We're trying to get close enough to throw torches on the roof and set fire to the ship. Don't do that. Demand an immediate surrender. Let's keep gun until we get those crooks. Rather have them alive, Kemp. You and your men come with me. You in the cabin, listen to me. This is Captain Holbrook. We're coming to get you. We'll give you a chance to surrender and stand The gunfire had ceased. Madigan and Jake were bewildered when they heard the captain. What do you make of it, boss? Soldiers. If you that camel your hands up, we'll see if you get a fair trial. Open fire on us and you'll be shot down like mad dogs. Boss, what will we do? We've got to surrender. We can't fight that many guns. Come on. Camp up to. How come he's got soldiers helping him? I don't know. We'll soon find out. 
Our hands are up, Captain. All right, keep them up. Don't try any tricks. You're covered. Mattigan and Jake stood silent with their hands raised as the army men and those Kemp had brought with him closed in. Search those two for guns and tie their hands. Yes, the Lone Ranger had lagged behind the others and kept Joe Kemp at his side. Kemp was wide-eyed with surprise. It's not Scar Liggett. No, Kemp, it isn't Scar Liggett. It's Madigan. Hey, Captain. Madigan has seen you, Kemp. That's all that's necessary. Now we'll move back a little farther. The Lone Ranger held a firm hand over Kemp's mouth to keep the schemer from talking and dragged him farther away from the others. Meanwhile, Madigan shouted angrily. What's going on there? What's the game, Kemp? The game's up, Madigan. We're arresting you for stealing back the cattle you sold us. Kemp sold me out, huh? Why, that dirty double-crosser. Well, he can't get away with this. Listen, Captain, Kemp is in this game as deep as anyone. He and Shorty Fagan are both in it. They split every time we get. I doubt that. You can't prove that Kemp's involved in the cattle stealing. Oh, I can't, huh? Well, you ask Kemp where he got the cash that's hidden beneath his floor. Get Shorty Fagan to tell him that Kemp turned squealer. See what Shorty has to say. He'll tell you Kemp's involved. He'll tell you the whole thing was Kemp's idea in the first place. You might be able to help yourself, Madigan, by telling where the stolen cattle is hidden. You help us find it, you... I'm no squealer. Just a minute. I have something to say. The Lone Ranger stepped forward, holding Kemp in a firm grip. Kemp was struggling and trying to speak, but the masked man's hand was clamped across his mouth. The man who turns state's evidence might win the favor of the court when he goes on trial. He might cut years from his prison term. Now, Kemp, have you anything to say? I've had plenty to say, but you kept me throttled. Madigan, you fool. It was all a trick. I didn't know you were in that shack. I thought it was Scar Liggett. I came to get him, not you. What? All these men with me thought it was Scar Liggett. That's what you told me, Holbrook. You misunderstood me, Kemp. I said I thought you might find cattle thieves in this cabin. You did? If that masked man hadn't kept me from talking up. A... I'll kill you for this. My gun. I've got it now, and I'm going to kill the masked man. You'll hang, Kemp. I'll risk that after I kill you. Put on that gun. But for you, I could have warned Madigan to keep quiet. Nothing could have been proved if he hadn't talked. Ah, this was a slick trick, mister. It looks like you and Holbrook had it all set up. Well, you're dying for it. Not yet. Get up. No, I'll get you. Let go of my arm. I'll get what you. will hold you. No. Uh, good work. What a smash. No. Kim went down like a load. Pretty smart. What's that, Madigan? I said it was a pretty slick trick. Kemp came here thinking he was getting Scar Liggett. I thought Kemp was double-crossing me. And then I spilled everything. Not everything, Madigan, but enough to convict yourself and Kemp and that man with you, as well as several others. Wait, let me speak. I don't hanker to rot in jail. I can tell where the stolen cattle was taken and who bought it and where to find the rest of the gang and everything. <laughs> Captain, you seem to have a man who will talk. Jake, you squealer. All right, I'm a squealer. But I'll be out of jail before you on account of it. You don't need me anymore, Captain. I'll join Tonto and Lame Bear's village. I'll tell the Indians they can count on getting beef within the next few days. Please do that. And thanks. Thanks for everything. Adios. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for everything. Now listen, Captain, let me talk. Shorty Fagan... Shut up a minute. I want to watch that masked man right away. He's got his horse. There he goes. Yes, there he goes. The Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.